0: Hi there. Thank you for listening to the Business of Everyday podcast. My name is Achua Benewa. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast created to help you live life fully with purpose and intentionality. Listen, you can excel in all areas of your life. It is possible and you get to choose. Can you imagine yourself setting out on a journey with god to set captives free and in the process being yourself held captive do you surrender at this point to his will or retreat if there's one thing i know about the god i serve who is the creator of the heavens and the earth and all that is within it is that he didn't promise us that we wouldn't have to go through the valley of the shadow of death experiences Reason being that we live in a falling world and for that matter problems will naturally come looking for us even if we don't go finding it. But be rest assured that if he allows us to walk in those experiences then he's got a purpose for it and he will be with us in it to walk us through it to ensure that we come out well-baked fit for purpose. Today on the podcast I have a sweet friend joining me. Let me tell you all that This lady's passion and zeal for the things of God is admirable. She is a vessel of honor. So today Wendy Graham lays her life bare before us, even as she shares lessons learned in her faith walk with us. Today we are also talking about living life victoriously even as we learn to trust God through processes we have to go through in discovering and fulfilling purpose. Our discussion today is also sorted with some rich missions experiences and some lessons from Ruth that we can apply even to our lives today. Wendy is passionate about grooming young people to become a better version of themselves. She serves as a youth development consultant in Teens Allowed Foundation. Served also as a country director of Teens Allowed Foundation, Kenya, for seven years. Wendy loves everything art, from fine art to performing art, especially dance. She is currently pursuing her master's in counseling psychology at Kenyatta University. Guys, I'm already pumped for this conversation, so let's get into it. Hi, Wendy. How Hi. you doing? It feels so great to have you on the podcast today. Have Same you been?
1: Here. I'm well, my God's grace, and I thank God for that. Awesome,
0: yeah. awesome. How has it been going, like life, in general? We are in Ghana. <laughs> How is Ghana treating you?
1: Um, well, things are hot, <laughs> literally and regrettably, yeah, yeah. And but I thank God for His grace, mm-hmm. and I think I've learned a lot during this season. And um, I, I like the journey that the Lord is taking me through, even as I'm home and all of that, uh-huh. yeah. So it's been good, you know, and my faith is really growing mm. despite the challenges that we face in all I would say it's been good being with family especially yes right so what
0: would you say is the one thing that motivates you every day
1: I would say the fact that I have life Mm. yes I think the fact that I have life and the fact that God has given me an opportunity to live and become better and make impact
0: Hmm. yes that's right yeah talking about impacts i mean i know about your work around the youth and all that Mm -hmm. so what would you say is something that really bothers us i mean working with the youth and Mm -hmm. all that Mm -hmm. what is something that you feel like Mm -hmm. it's a bit of a struggle Mm -hmm. and what are certain things that we can do to ensure that this is no longer a challenge for us
1: Mm. that's a good question Well, um, working with the young people, mm. I would say they having someone to believe in them. Okay. Yeah, they're having someone to believe in them. Because I've met a lot of young people that initially, they felt they had nothing. They felt like they had nothing to offer. They okay. felt like they were not gifted. Mm. They felt like they can't do anything and all of that. But after encountering them and talking to them, encouraging them with the word of God and pulling them from that place, you know, really pushes them higher. So you find that with time, they venture things that when you hear about it, you're like, wow, Wow. like, is this person, like, you know, and they themselves come and testify, like, wow, before I couldn't do this and this and that, but with time I'm able to do them, yeah, and it's really, really encouraging. So Mm. I think basically they being um, heard, okay, Mm. yeah, being heard basically and you know helping them to maximize their potential Mm. yeah once you are able to get people that can help them in that direction they would really do so well Mm. yeah also maybe what i'll tell young people is for them to also open themselves up right because you realize that some of them are so closed up and and probably maybe due to previous experiences Mm. and all of that so maybe someone somewhere had them sometime ago and all of that. So they feel like maybe you want, if I open up myself again, I'll get hurt again. Mm. Yeah. So um, I'll encourage them to keep trying. Yes. Right. And well, it's also my prayer that I we'll do meet the right people. Mm-hmm. That will nurture them the right direction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's Basically.
0: great. That's mm. great. I mean, I feel like sometimes when it comes to the way we are brought up, mm. a lot of us, you know, in, in a typical you know African home, mm. you really don't have a say, you know. You really don't have a say, so it's okay. I mean, you mm-hmm. say okay to everything mm-hmm. that has been said. Yes please. Mm-hmm. And that's all. Mm-hmm. Whether you understand it or not, mm-hmm. you obey before mm-hmm. complain, mm-hmm. that's the thing. And so a lot of times you meet a lot of young people who are, you know, called up in themselves mm-hmm. you talk about confidence and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you call them up to speak on certain things they won't come up and speak because all along we haven't been trained in that in that way to you know speak up for ourselves even when we know that i mean this thing that you're talking about i can't defend myself but i've not been given that kind of a voice right from a young age and so i'm comfortable where i am even if i'm going through situations that are not you know helping me grow i'm okay Mm. You know, because that is how I've been raised. And yeah. so I think that even you mentioning we coming out of ourselves yeah. would help. What's the way yeah. that can happen? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, what's the way yeah. that can yeah. happen? Yeah. So, yeah. I just pray to meet the right people. Because yes. sometimes people do take advantage right. of people's vulnerability yeah. and exploit it. There yeah. was one young lady I was talking to and she had actually decided to start doing bad things because mm. she realized we were taking advantage of her niceness right and in the bible we're like oh show love to people be nice to people and all of that but yeah the case there's someone who is taking advantage of that Mm. so why don't i start being bad that's right and everything yeah uh when young people are being nice to us and being vulnerable to us i think it's up to us as elderly people or wherever we find ourselves give them that encouragement to be there Mm. for them that's right and not exploit it to our advantage Mm. Mm. that's right Mm. that's
0: right so if you have what would you say has been your biggest disappointment and how did you deal with that
1: uh yeah i think meeting people who i mean here's the case we are all like christians right mm-hmm. yeah and they like we all go to church and everything so you expect that oh if I talk to this person about missions and everything, they would actually understand. Right. But you find that people are actually like, oh, you're wasting your time. Hey, now we be school, school. We're school. Fine, girl say now. Oh, yeah. You know, so I was really on like, ah, these saying people that, you know, they're encouraging young people to like do something for God. Use mm. your energy for Christ. Mm. And the person is doing it. And here's the case. You are saying things exactly opposite of what you know yeah it was quite disappointing and i usually used to get that a lot when uh, i was trying to reach out to people to raise funds and then like, okay and things yes i think that was one i think the other one was when i got arrested <laughs> some time ago um during my missions in kenya okay i think during the second year 2016. I went mean 2015. Okay. Yeah. So, I was really disappointed. Like, hey, God.
0: <laughs> what, happened? You <laughs> <na>? <laughs> what
1: happened? What happened? What You know? Yeah. So, um, we're organizing a camp for young people. We mm. um, usually have camps for um, the various age groups. Okay. So, those in primary school. Then, so, this camp was for, I think, primary school students. Mm. Yeah, so, we're trying to put them together and all of that. So... We were invited by a pastor to a certain town okay. in Kenya. It's okay. called Thika. Yeah. So in that town, we managed to get a place where we could organize a camp and things. Mm. So the woman rented a place for us and gave us the like the go ahead. But she told us, oh, we shouldn't make noise. Mm. And, like we shouldn't. We should try and then like be in our lane. Right. And we, too, as young who as we, are, <laughs> we don't understand Keep quiet. <laughs> things and all of that. So. Um, during one of the sessions, we're having games, okay, just outside the house. She gave it to us to use for the camp. Yes, yeah. so we're outside and they we're having the games, and some of the young people came. Oh, they wanted to join because it was really exciting. Mm. We were like, oh, and we told them, oh, we have another session in the evening. If they would like to join, they should ask permission from their parents. Mm. Then they should come. Usually. And we get missionaries coming to join us so right. i had some missionaries from ghana joining mm. me in kenya okay yeah about six of them or seven yeah so they came so apparently some of them came without asking permission okay and we didn't know because we thought that once they are there they've asked permission All so right. they are okay i think we had bible study with them and they were about to break our are like oh they eat and they're like oh nah, no they want to go home mm. I'm like okay fine definitely when you were there then policemen came but they were not dressed in their uniform, okay. so we didn't even know they were policemen mm. until they were asking lots of questions, and they were asking about our passports and things, and they didn't tell us a reason why they came there, because right. we were wondering, hey, what's happening? So, long story short, I had to go with them to the station, okay. together with one other missionary. So you were
0: there. the lead there at that time? Yes, yes.
1: Okay. Yes. So, yeah, I'm the, <laughs> I'm the main missionary who was there before they came. Okay. So, like, you're like, oh, who's the leader? Hey, that's me. <laughs> so okay. you know it times like naturally the leader have to stand up and, right. and yeah and, you know stand up for your people mm-hmm. and be there for them basically yeah so one lady joined me and we tried explaining things we even took the camp handbook to prove that oh this is what we're doing and then we took pictures so we captured the moment yeah so we showed them the pictures like look this is what we're doing so apparently some of the some of the parents went to report to the police that were vandalizing the children there's a wow. nigerian people were vandalizing Let me say oh we are ghanians even our passport shows we are ghanians you see and i mean we explained everything so they moved that from one from one place to the other finally we had to go to i don't even remember the office per se but like one of the 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 head offices mm. yes in one of the branches yeah, there's been a lot of swahili by then i wasn't really good with that Swahili. Okay. so there's a lot of swahili and their local dialects and like oh they said a lot of things and we're not really trying to understand us and everything, yeah. So, long story short, once again, they were like, we should just go behind bars because... Oh, know, so he really, actually yeah, 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 got yeah, to yeah, that point. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. It got there, it got there. We spent the night there. Oh, wow.
0: Yes, we spent the wow.
1: night there. And so, their reason for doing all of that was because they said we we're vandalizing mm. the children. And, yeah, so the parents came to complain. I'm like, we didn't do anything like that why would we i mean why would we think of you know it was really disappointing because i'm like hey god <laughs> we are doing doing like and we it's not like we did anything wrong mm-hmm. you understand yeah so we spent the night there this was really bad it was really like a very very bad experience wow. and then when when everything was settled and we were getting out of the place they told me my phone cannot be found i'm like ah they told us to declare every asset so i gave my phone i gave everything my earrings everything now i'm picking the thing up my phone is not there i'm like hey like what's happening they also checked everywhere i knew they were trying to yeah, play tricks yeah. because yeah because they were trying to get money from us and mm-hmm. we we're like we don't have money we are missionaries they need to so <laughs> you're trying to act, they don't have so i feel like they actually took their phone and yeah did their own so business. you never got it back yeah, i never got it back wow to date i've been chasing for the phone <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow. so whenever i never got the phone back it was really really like i was so and i was really scared because the missionaries had to travel back to ghana hmm. um we got arrested on monday so they had to travel on wednesday okay. and that's a tuesday morning we're still there like yeah. a god you know and their flight was gone like, so i was really scared but by god's grace they we were able to settle the issue and um yeah but after they left and i was all alone i actually felt like coming back home because mm. i mean i felt i felt so let down mm. i'm like god what is this like you know and i didn't have any phone to even call to or to for, yeah. get in touch with anybody wow. to talk to and things but I thank God for my host, mm. the Kenyan family I was staying with by then. Okay. Yeah. So I think I used one of the missionaries' phones to get to her. So she came and picked me up and all of that. So we went home. And then she gave me an old phone that she was using. A Kenyan one gave me an old phone that she was using. And yeah, I picked things up from there. So she really encouraged me a lot because I was telling her, I don't know why this happened. And I feel so like discouraged. Mm. And I was like, oh, don't get it's kind of like the people that you have blessed look at the young people so she kept referring me to the things yeah that i have done that people really also like need me in the country so i shouldn't go so i really thank god for her right. for that particular season because even not for her i think maybe you would have come back yeah and also with time as i got the phone i got some phone encouragement from my friends mm. and all of that yeah so well today most of my family members don't know this story oh so. wow <laughs> journey of Keep a missionary, told to pack come my back. And- <laughs> yeah, but I, I can't right. after five years. I mean, the fruits wow. are amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. amazing.
0: So when you set out, like, how did the journey even begin for you in terms mm. of being a missionary? I mean, we are all called. Mm. Jesus gave that unto us when he was leaving that you should go into all the world, you know, preach the gospel. But... I mean, it looks like we've left that job for a specific group of people. Mm -hmm. So even when you talk about going to preach the gospel to people, going to evangelize, people look at you like, meanwhile, we are all Christians and this is what we are all supposed to do. So for you taking that extra step, not even just in your country, but moving out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. to a place, a foreign land in the name of God, going to preach. Maybe later on, I'll share my own experience, Mm -hmm. (laughs) my one week experience. (laughs) even the one week experience is so easy how much for five years yeah so i mean i thank god for your life so like how did it really start for you is it an issue of purpose or it's an issue of we we are in ghana i've completed school so right now there's nothing for me to do so let me just be doing this whilst i'm doing it even if i have the opportunity to travel outside ghana maybe there's an opportunity for me there to get some job or something I'm going in the name of missions, but then when I get there and Charlie, I see some opportunities. I may just jump into that. So for you, how has the journey been? An issue of purpose or like, let me just try and see what will happen.
1: Okay. I would say God has an interesting way of helping us understand purpose and bringing people our way to help us to get to that stage where you realize that, oh, so this way like with time, I realized that. God doesn't use different things to to shape your purpose. Mm-hmm. He uses your experiences. Yeah. He uses your your heart. The your things gate, that yeah. you know you yearn for. He uses your your heart desires. Right. Okay. He uses even your personality. Yes. Your okay. Gifts and, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yes. So he uses a lot of things to actually shape yeah. you know, your purpose and everything. That's right. And he actually brings people your way that can shape those things for you, mm. that can help you identify those because sometimes we don't, we don't realize that the things that you go through are things that God wants us to use That's probably in some few years to come. Yeah. Yeah. So you need people, you know, that can remind you or mm. actually draw your attention to it. You need people that can tell you, oh, really good at this. Mm-hmm. So you can actually keep doing that. So right. I think for me, it started when I met um, a Christian youth group okay. called Teens Allowed Foundation. Right. The ministry really helped me a lot. Mm. Okay. And I I really thank God for the founder that is Pastor KK Beidou. Okay. Yeah, he really helped together with the wife, you know. Because back in high school, I wasn't really, like, that active. Mm. I used to be a backbencher (laughs) girl, you know, and all of that. So when I got to the university, I met the group on campus. Okay. Through the same evangelist, like, a guy going around, talking to, Mm. like, visiting, and... I happened to be in one of the rooms that I was visiting friends. And out of that, I was like, oh, I think I'd like to join. Then Mm. after I joined, then it started from From there. So I met the founders and I'm like, oh, you can dance. You can do this. You can do that. So through that, I'm like, oh, okay. And how I felt loved, the the family and everything really drew me closer to them. And through that, we went for a number of our churches. So that's how the ministrations began. Mm. okay and in the ministry we teach young people how to have a personal relationship with god right. you know once you have that intact okay once you have that going on gradually god lays certain things on your heart to do mm. you understand yeah and as you draw closer to god god god, god puts certain things on your heart things that because you can be there and still not be led to do certain things that's right you understand yeah, yeah. so if you at a personal level god also has a way of you know, encouraging us, pushing us mm. to do his work. So Definitely. as you read the word, the word speaks, you know, about reaching out to people. And if you love God, you do what you, you obey, obey us, the God. things. Yeah. Yeah, you obey the things. So as my love for God grew more and more, I realized that, Charlie that is all we have like yeah you are yeah, burdened are, yeah. when
0: you when you get so involved yeah, with someone you yeah, are burdened yeah, with the yeah, kind of yeah, things that yeah, yeah. are on his heart yes, and yes. so it's in line that i mean that you cannot mm. tell me that you're yeah, a serious christian mm. someone who really mm. loves god and you are not passionate yeah. about soul winning yeah. like that is an error yeah. so
1: <laughs> yeah go on yeah so with that i mean and how through that my faith was built because um we we had to raise funds for things, you know, you are shy because I mean I'm not really used to that. So approaching people and raising hey it challenge <laughs> wasn't easy. <laughs> but I mean my faith grew through all the experiences, That's you right. know, reaching out to people, going to places that you don't know anybody but mm. you find a way through it and all of that. Yeah. So I think through it all shapes, you know, right. and makes you know where God has actually called you to be. Mm to be or to do so i don't waste your time doing things or wasting your time doing things that are not in line with what god has called you to do so gradually i realized that oh i love young people i realized that i love to see young people transformed i I like to see young people move to become a better version of themselves okay so they don't remain where they are but they keep thriving and growing not just in their work with god but in every area of their lives yeah so even the courses that... And I really thank God for the courses I did because I think in a way, God just... Just, God was line. just Yeah, he was just, you know, pushing things yeah. and making things work out and everything. In my university stages, how I even got the chance to do psychology and formation studies and dance studies and everything is a whole story on its yeah. own because I actually got... Is it biomedical? Something, something. <laughs> and I was like, hey... Course, yeah, <laughs> challenge. So, by God's grace, I mean they they made changes, and then I was able to do the cycle. Okay. So that was where your heart was. Yes. Mm. So I realized that when I was doing the course, like, hey, wow, like, you know. And then when I travelled to Kenya, and I wanted to further my education, everything, and I was also drawn to cause we usually do a lot of counselling. Mm. for young people so right. i was like well why don't i get more knowledge In on that, it and mm. do it the right way right. yeah so um so combining the word of god combining the power of god with science is just amazing yeah so why and actually psychology is just the word of god if you really analyze most of the theories and the things they're talking about mm. and the therapies they actually do for clients and things it's just the word of god but just yes, right. that's that they have been scientifically proven that Mm. uh, it can be done yeah yes so because this whole thing about anxiety and people's uh, emotions are if you have the word of god (laughs) in your heart and you are meditating on the word of god yeah there's this scripture that talks about bible says whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is of good a think about such things yeah in psychology when you are struggling with your thought like if you are struggling mentally with some issues like yeah you are, if you are depressed meaning that there's something in your mind that is causing is causing you to feel the way you are feeling right. you understand yeah. yeah so if you're able to focus your mind on the something right thing yeah. yeah isn't it the word of god <laughs> Yeah. The, the
0: fact that you know there are so many things that i feel like the basis is the word of god but just mm-hmm, that we don't mm-hmm, mention mm-hmm, god mm-hmm, or we don't mm-hmm, say jesus mm-hmm, so we don't mm-hmm. think that this yeah. is the word of god but Basically, all these principles mm -hmm. are from the word of God. Yeah, yeah,
1: especially for counseling psychology. I mean, sometimes I just sit in class and like, oh God, like, this is just the right course, (laughs) the right course. Yeah, so I thank God for that. Yeah, so yeah, so like I was saying, from the question you asked about how did you start? Does it lead you to people? Something Mm. that you just decided to wake up and do, and everything. I think it's just God. Like I said, God bringing people your way Mm. to shape. That's you right. and to prepare you for what is ahead, mm. and gradually, as you obey and you allow them to, you know, give you all the corrections that you need and everything, you can easily move towards that direction, right? You understand? Yeah. And then with time, you look back and, like, oh, so actually, all these things were working together for my good, mm. you understand? Mm. Yeah, and that is when a lot of things will actually make sense to you, your experiences all the things that you used to go through like from childhood right. and through school That's and all right. of that yes yeah, so. i mean god never
0: mm. wastes experiences and so as children it's of god we one must one come to the point yeah. where we understand that mm. if we are going through it, mm. there's a reason and there's yeah. a purpose behind mm. it and mm. so if we are currently going through this season in our life where things are not smooth like everything seems to be against you mm-hmm. know that as a child of god mm-hmm. if you've placed your life in the hands of god then he is not sleeping he's aware of everything that is happening yeah. to you and so if you would depend it on him also, yes yeah. so he is going to definitely work all things at the end of everything you go back and you're like oh wow i didn't see your hand like physically but mm-hmm. your invisible hand was really working things you know out for my good and mm-hmm. all those experiences i mean you go through certain things and then you You realize that you meet someone who is going through the same thing. If you didn't go through it, how do you help the person through it? So, I mean, just as you said, all these things, God never wastes it. Even if by our stubbornness, we stumble into some of these things, God will still make use of it once we get back to him. And you're like, God, I'm back. (laughs) I'm back. Take me back. Like he's always ready. Yeah. He's always ready and available for us to to come back to him. Yeah. You were talking about when you started and you Mm. were really like, you are not really the kind of person who was like, yeah, they're like the back Mm benches kind of. mm, uh mm. And there's one thing I've really noticed about this um, evangelism, doing the work of God, like missions. Personally, There were seasons in my life that, I mean, how we grew up, our socialization, the kind of people we are around, the kind of um, home we grew up in and all those things. It impacts how we relate to other people and how Mm. we respond to certain things Mm. in life. And so deep within me, I knew there were so many things I could do. Charlie, the confidence and the Mm. the boldness and the courage Mm. that you'd use to come out and do those Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. You don't know when you call me. (laughs) You know, so sometimes I tell with me I'm a shy person, though, but when I find myself in a space where I know this is where I'm supposed to be, for example, people had issues, you know, understanding me or when I say, oh, I'm a shy person, but they come to the basketball court and I'm playing with guys mm-hmm. and I'm doing things. They're like, ah, but you, why do you say <laughs> I'm like this is this is my comfort zone? Mm-hmm. So when I'm out of the court, you mm-hmm. see me and I'm back to you mm-hmm. know how I am. But one thing really happened on my first missions journey
1: mm. or back on
0: campus, uh, oh, okay. Pensacola University. We used to go for this, we, we called it, um, I don't know if they've changed it, but we used to call it Village Crusade. Oh. So it was almost like getting to the Christmas time. So when the school is on vacation, we go to some villages. Some without lights. You know, the places that we used to go, and I think I spoke about this on some episode or so. We'll be sleeping in some school buildings, like some hard houses. There are no lights. Where you go and take care of But like the guys would just go and get some blocks or something and then you put it there and <laughs> yes. you go and enter there. When we go and get water, can you go and enter there? and go. And, but at that time, you don't complain. Mm-hmm. If we are saying we are fasting, we are fasting. fasting. And when yeah. people too, they'll let us fast, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, during the Christmas time too, the weather is very hot. Mm-hmm. It's usually Hamatan during those mm-hmm. times, so mm-hmm. the weather is very hot. And imagine, the whole day are fasting. So I think the first time that I went, I was in my second year or something. And we usually pair, they pair us. Mm-hmm. So I was paired with one guy, he was in first year. I don't know, because I was in second year, he thought, hey, you are the senior, so evangelism too, <laughs> you are senior. <laughs> So they said we should go ahead and do there was no light
1: in
0: the system for long so meanwhile me, well, mean not <laughs> so so we're going to do uh, in the morning we had to go and do dawn broadcast hey sister i've not done some before i've not done any me if you give me microphone and i'm even speaking my cousin will say <laughs> if you give me microphone and i'm speaking through it mm-hmm. you can't even hear my voice <laughs> even with microphone. so so they gave us did they give us megaphone mm. i don't remember if we had megaphone or not but so they paired us so i was going with this guy we got to this the the whole place was dark and it was done the whole place was that we didn't even know where we were standing so all of us will move together so once we are getting close to where the houses are then you and your pair you move your way another one in the pair will move another way so we moved to a certain direction and then we got there we stood there we couldn't see anything we just stood there and then now it was time to start. I look into the the, the guy's face. He also look into my. Face. I say, ah, need to start it. Oh, but are the senior. So I'm like, hey, <laughs> we stood there for almost like dawn was even breaking. I was like, Charlie, <laughs> we were standing there. I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden I I was like, let me just do it. Mm. So from there, I just I just I don't I don't even know what I said. But from there, as I just started to talk, like open my mouth and then speak, you know, the word and whatever that. At that moment, God wanted to tell the people. That was it. It was like some shell has been broken mm. off of me, and I think there were some of the people who were walking by some of our team people, and they were like, "Hey, why are you? Have you been doing this?" I said, "You, you don't know the kind of battle we've got to. <laughs> we've got to fight there." So after that, the next time. I will even wait for you to come and say I will just go and then I will start mm. talking and then mm. when we came back on campus too, it didn't like it didn't stop mm. we started going for this dawn go to the uh, the hostels and then we'll be speaking like that and it was like something has been broken off of me mm. and when I came back home to we continued like that and I realized that it was on that missions field that mm. like I really came out of myself so mm. when I went we were like hey. What 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 happened there? That mm. like, you, know, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. So all the time, I encourage mm. people to mm. try to get themselves involved in some mm. of these things. One, because mm. you are outside your comfort zone. Mm. I didn't know anybody there. If I fail, if I don't fail, there's no one to laugh at mm. me. I don't know you. You don't know me. So you are able to open up yourself for God to use you. One, because mm. you know you are you are not capable. I mean, that experience was really, I would say, life-changing for Mm. me. And it really helped me to come out of myself, Mm. you know. And I mean, all these things. You realize that when we go for such trips, it's not just about preaching the gospel, Mm. but then how our gifts and talents also come to bear. Because God made you how you are, Mm. not for nothing. So that you bring all those things together to push the gospel. Mm. So all the time, when I'm doing things, I'm like, okay, so... How can I, you know, package the, the gospel in such a way that will attract people? Yes, the gospel has power. But I don't believe that God just gave us our gift and just for giving us sake. We are supposed mm-hmm. to use those things to also draw people to his kingdom. Mm-hmm. So once we are able to bring all those things together, there are some people that it is your gifting that is going to attract them. You know, how you are doing the thing will attract them. And then when they come, I mean, the word of God will do the work that it always does. Mm-hmm. You know, so what would you say has been like, is there really a difference when you talk about um, evangelism or missions work internal, like, here in Ghana and then also, like, outside Ghana? Would you say there are some sharp differences or, like, the value is the same, like, everywhere you go?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the value is the same because it's still the Word of God you are sharing with the young people there. But I think what makes a difference is just the location and Mm. the people. And depending on the culture okay of the people yeah or like where you're going to reach out to and right. depending on how you actually package the 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 word of god and every other thing that you do because mm. some countries this will look okay others this might not really be okay right but you can package it in a way can, it's the same thing but you're just packaging it in a way that these people would want to listen to mm. you mm. than the other yeah. yeah so i think it's just the same it's right. still the word of God and the impact it has still the same mm. impact.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm. You know, even in school, sometimes mm. the people who like in the exams, sometimes we joke about these things that like, you give someone the opportunity to copy your works more, and the person will copy even your index number. <laughs> 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 so like copy and paste things, people like mm. to really copy mm. and paste without mm. being innovative. Mm. Like try to even think a little bit. Like mm. we want everything easy. Mm-hmm. So, how things are working for me here in Ghana, I mm-hmm. expect it to work for me the same way when I travel outside Ghana. And mm-hmm. if things are not working for me, as it should, then I'll begin complaining because why mm-hmm. is it not working? Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've changed location, so why won't you <laughs> try to suit what you are doing mm-hmm. to where okay, you are? Aha. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when we went for this mission trip in Tanzania, mm-hmm. I mean, even the people that were interpreting for us... Mm-hmm. It, it got to a point where I was like, it looks like their style is so different. Like, <laughs> their style is so different. So when you are, I'm saying this, just say what I'm saying mm. and then this person will talk so long then I'll be there standing I like ah, what, what are you, you telling this one, one? Eh. like, a lo- like yes. almost like an
1: essay <laughs> See, I'm so, I'm like,
0: ah. so it's like the people are even getting confused like the person mm-hmm. you're talking to if you're saying the same things because mm-hmm. I'm driving at a point so mm-hmm. if what I'm saying you're not saying the, the same things it will I mean it will leave the person the, the person language. will even be confused yeah. so it gets to a point I was just I'll like ah i keep quiet and listen to them. Uh, this person is still talking. Well, the thing I said, it didn't even last for a minute. So why are mm. you still talking? Then be like, oh, I'm trying to say this. So at a point I was like, God, the words I'm speaking, they are not my own. Mm-hmm. So if you are able to speak through me, like mm. in this manner, yeah. I'm trusting you to also speak through these people who are interpreting. Mm. And then like, whatever they are saying, like direct them, mm. direct them. Even if what I said is not what the people need, direct mm. them to speak Mm. You know, before my heart was at peace, because at first I was like, hey, what if the people are telling them? (laughs)
1: Because you don't understand what they are saying. Yeah,
0: you don't understand what they are saying. So, (laughs) what if the people are telling them something totally different? different? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the people, most of them, it's not like they don't know, like they've heard about Jesus, like they've heard about God and all that. But as to do you really have a relationship with Him? Mm. Have you accepted Him as your Lord and Savior? Mm. They go to church, yes. Mm. But Mm. a lot of them had not. And so, if you want to engage them, you need to engage them from a certain point. So that is mm. where you start talking and the people to start preaching church to them. Meanwhile, I'm telling mm. you, we are not coming in the name of the church. Because once you start bringing a church in, you're yeah. like, okay, maybe you want to pull me Some from my bit, church yeah, to, aha. Uh-huh. And yeah. it will take a different, you know, format mm. and different strategy to go about these things. Yeah. But we are just here to preach Christ. Mm. That is the message. Have you accepted him as your Lord and Savior? Mm. That is just it. When, when we know, then we know how to go about it. Yeah. So it was that moment I was like, there are certain things we really take for granted, especially mm. like you're in your comfort zone. You can just get up and speak to anyone. They understand you, you understand them. Mm. There's that freedom, there's that liberty to just speak to anyone like about Jesus. Mm. But what? Because we, we know that, oh, I mean, there are certain things we have, you know, we have the privilege of that we don't regard because it's always yeah, there. yes 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 but you move out and you're like now you want to share the word but there's a barrier in your home there's no barrier you're not doing now there's a barrier and you cannot do it so it really challenged me to i mean do more you know where there's you have that liberty to really speak the word so yeah that has been you know my experience also so moving on do you have any biblical character that you most relate to in scriptures and if you do we want to really learn some lessons that we can apply to our lives even now as we live you know for christ
1: yeah so for me i think it's ruth okay usually like when you're having a quiet time or when i'm having my quiet mm. time or something i pick a book from the bible and then study it right yeah. so in studying ruth i realized that oh i could relate with her story <laughs> yeah. yeah so actually going for missions mm. and everything so yeah. ruth was a young lady that was married and her husband died and everything right. and she didn't know what was ahead mm. because whatever reason that brought her into marriage like is gone it's gone so she had every right to actually you know back out and mm. everything but she still decided to follow naomi You mm. understand yeah so and I think it takes a level of faith. And the way she actually said, do not ask me to leave you. Your yeah, God will be my God. My God, yeah. so I will means, die where you die. Hey, yeah. Charlie, that's serious. That's, that's, that's a very serious yeah. statement too. Very, yeah. very serious statement yeah. For her to say that your God will be my God. then yeah. it means that she's seen something.
0: She's seen something, yes.
1: And she didn't know how that thing would actually materialize or how things would go. Like. Mm. Because you're feeling a woman who has lost everything. So, virtually, like, there's no hope. Yeah. Someone, Oprah saw it and realized actually, Madam, (laughs) I think we draw (sighs) the line over here. But you know, Um, I'm I'm not
0: cutting you, but we'll mm -hmm. come back. When um, Naomi had prepared to move, they actually moved from where they were, from Moab to Mm -hmm. set out to um, Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. And when you read the Bible, it tells you that whilst they were on their way going so it means mm. they had packed everything and they are going mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but on their way going and then naomi came back and she was like maybe, maybe i didn't she... ask you people if you mm. really wanted to follow me maybe mm. i just assumed and then i was like all of oh, you let's maybe, go yeah. yes really and then she right asked me again, again. Mm. and then this lady was like let, let okay. me go my way because <laughs> you know and there was one interesting mm. thing i found like you realize that in those times women didn't have right to own even lands Mm. or even care for themselves. Mm. So for Naomi to lose her husband and two sons, Mm. there was no security for her. Mm. She had no one to care for her. Mm. And she only had these two women who also do not have, because they they can't own anything without a man being Mm. a cover over them. Mm. So Mm. like,
1: this is the situation on the ground. But still, Ruth said, yeah. I'll follow you. Yeah. And she actually said, do not urge me to leave you. More like enforcing me. yeah say, Like, Like you you're asking me to leave yeah. you. Know? Yeah. And it takes a level of faith. That alone, I'm like, wow, I mean, she didn't know how things would be. Like, she didn't know if there'll be somewhere to sleep, whether there'll be provision, yes. whether maybe she'll get married. I think she didn't know anything, mm. but she trusted the process and went with Naomi. Yeah. And let's look at how things stand out and all of that and also relating it to my missions journey where i mean going to kenya i didn't know anybody i did not know anybody Hmm. here it's my first time in the country and everything and i didn't know how things would be like and all of that yeah so it's just her level of faith you know that led her to a story that we are actually reading over thousands of years Mm. later but look at how you know just by her faith and Trusting God through the process led her to where um she got to and everything. And look okay. at the lessons and the many things that came out of it. So I was just, you know, teaching me to learn to trust the process. Sometimes we don't have all the answers. Some someone maybe ask you, Hey, how long do you think you'll be there? Mm. The I said, I didn't even know because the plan, even when we we're going, the plan was to stay there for like three months and everything. Okay. But after three months, I realized that, oh, there's more work that needs to be done. A year came. I was still there two years, three, four, five, six, seven. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I really, really thank God for trusting the process mm. and getting the ministry to a stage where it would actually thrive. Right. And God also bringing people in to continue with it and run with the vision. Mm. Yeah. I think that's the part that's really like, struck mm, me and has yeah. really you know stuck with me and it also talks about loyalty okay right. and i realized that for a ministry to grow you need a lot of roots you know because once you don't have that it'll be very difficult for you to thrive right you understand yeah someone who will say that despite the challenges things will happen through it all this is where i want to be that's another level of loyalty mm. and i realized that for me to be able to do what i do best i need to ensure my commitment is 100 percent it's not like you are doing it and your heart is somewhere Mm. else you are doing it you're focusing on other things Mm. you understand you're doing it all your heart you know once you're able to go through the process you can look back and see the faithfulness of god that's right and see the purpose and the reason why god actually took you to where um took you through that process that Mm. you're going through Mm. you understand so actually understand it when people doubt it when you say you want to leave everything else and go and follow god mm. it's because you haven't sometimes until you go through the thing you don't know how it actually feels like yeah so until you get to a certain stage realize that actually whatever i did was something that god wanted me to do right But until you, until you step you into decide it yeah. ahead, to step into it you never know yeah and you'll never understand too because you've yeah. not been through it before. Yeah. yeah so I think i really encourage people to, whatever God has asked you to do, may not really be missions or something, mm. but whatever he has laid on your heart to do, to just trust the process. Right. You understand, trust the process. And one day you look back and realize that everything was actually working together for your good. That's Maybe right. around that time, it may not make sense. I mean, it do not make sense to people. Sometimes it may not make sense to yourself. You may mm. really start doubting, say, hey, you know We are oh, sure, say <laughs> Hire officer I understand. Yeah. And I mean, even sometimes he gives you a glimpse of how this is where I want you to be. Mm. You know, how God just comes through for you just when you need him. Right. You know. Yeah, because when I was on missions field, I mean, how he brought people my way and the kind of favor, the kind of protection I had, the kind right. of because I was just sitting down recently and I realized that hey, like on the land, I never got sick to the extent of going to the hospital and says, oh, like, I cannot do anything. Like, right. I'm weak. Oh. There was no single day I had, like, maybe aside the, the whole police thing. <laughs> I haven't really gotten into any form of accident or something bad happening to me. Nothing. That's right. And it's all oh, the favor of God. No mm. form of attack. Nothing. Mm. You understand? I realize that once God is with you and is the one who has sent you. You are assaulted. Yeah. You don't have to be afraid of what the devil. What can the devil do? They're more powerful than the devil. Mm -hmm. The victory has already been won. You understand. So I mean, just enjoy the victorious life. Mm. You understand. And keep growing. Keep focusing on the one who has called you. You understand? Yeah. These other people, they've not called you to do anything. So why focus on them? I mean
0: they will not even understand what you are doing because the call mm, didn't come to mm, them, it mm, came to mm, you. So mm, I mean we shouldn't even expect them to really get what we are doing, and how mm, we are doing it. Mm. Someone will say we are performing but we're an audience of one. That mm. is God. And so if God is pleased and He's applauding you, that mm. is all that mm. you need. Mm. I mean, what men would say mm. is not part of the you mm. know, the whole matter at mm. all. Mm. You know, this root issue, eh? Like when I was looking at Naomi and how you were on a foreign land mm. and a land that is not like they are Christians, they mm-hmm. are not. Mm-hmm. So they have their own gods that they, mm-hmm. they worship and all mm-hmm. that. And your children have gone to marry these two women, brought them, you're together with them. Mm. Right now, lots of women, we don't want to go into marriage and be staying with our in-laws <laughs> because Charlie, we don't want to face any mm-hmm. wahala. Mm-hmm. But look at Naomi and for a daughter-in-law mm-hmm. to be so connected to you to the extent that she says that i mean i'll die where you die where mm-hmm. you do bury you that's where they're mm-hmm. going to bury me She's seen you know yes mm-hmm. it means how she even related with mm-hmm. the people in mm-hmm. her household mm-hmm. and For Ruth to also say that I'm going to go with you, even though Mm. she gave them that option, you can Mm. opt out. Mm. Go back to your family. You're still young. Mm. You can get a man to marry Mm. you. Mm. You have that security. Mm. You know, Bible talks about all these things. But Ruth says, no, I'm going to follow you. Mm. I believe that there was this conviction that I need to go with this woman. I have to follow this woman. Mm. And away from anything spiritual at all, imagine, you know, I'm just imagining that Naomi is an old woman Mm. without a husband without Mm. her sons Mm. who is going to take care of her even on that journey that she was going how was she going to survive Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to where she was Mm -hmm. going so away from even spiritual things like ruth was just a human being who could feel for another human being Mm. you know and she realized that no even away from everything this woman needs help and when they went to naomi's hometown she didn't wait for Naomi to come and instruct her to go and do this and mm-hmm, do that. Mm-hmm. She took the initiative, mm. started going to look for and see what God would do.
1: Yeah.
0: Why didn't she end up in any other person's field mm. but Boaz? Was,
1: yeah.
0: You get it. So sometimes we take certain decisions and we are like, I mean, we, we don't know how it's going to end up. But here I see Ruth trusting the God of her mother-in-law. Mm. Because for her to say, your God will be my God. Now she has accepted that God as her God. Mm. I'm sure she had seen something. Despite mm. the situation around them not being pleasant. Mm. I'm sure there was this conviction in her heart that mm. this God is a God that we can rely on. You know, Christianity, sometimes we make it to, you know, something out of this place that we are not really practicalizing things. Like, God is love. Mm. What is love? Mm. When God wanted to show the world love, He gave us a son. He gave. Mm. That was what he did. Mm. He says that by this shall all men know Mm. that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Mm. So if we are loving each other, believers loving unbelievers, believers loving believers, then other people outside would see and say that, wow, the God that they are serving who is love is Mm. truly love. Mm. Because I see him in you. Mm. Whatever you are doing, it speaks of the one that you are following. So if... Naomi was not living out scripture mm. in her daily life. Mm. If she was not living out scripture, mm. then, you know, her daughter in laws wouldn't have followed her. Mm. Would you follow a, a wicked woman? <laughs> of course. <laughs> and yeah. she was taking you away from your homeland where mm-hmm. you are comfortable. Mm. She's taking you away to mm. a different land. Mm. Mm. You get it? So there was something really about the personality and character of Naomi that really caught on you know, these people, and by that, they followed. And you see God working throughout, like, granting them favor, and in the end, you know, they were able to to be redeemed. Mm. And away from that, even with, you know, this story of Ruth and all that, I see the redemption story, Christ coming down to redeem us, you know, most especially, you know, Gentiles, who were not originally in the plan, you know, foreigners to this covenant that Jesus brought. And even these foreigners, God has made a way for us to come through by believing in Jesus Christ. And I see that in the life of Ruth, a foreigner in a land Bethlehem, even through you, you've now become a part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You know, a mm -hmm. foreigner. So, I mean, sometimes we feel like we are not part of it or we've dropped so low that, you know, redemption cannot come to us. But God, through whatever we are doing here, is really reminding us that regardless of where we are, whether we feel like lost or we feel like we are foreigners or something, God is able to work things out, you know, for our good. Mm -hmm. So basically, these are certain things that caught my attention as I went through the passage. I believe that God, even through this root story, Mm -hmm. draws our mind back to the story of Jesus coming to die for us. Mm -hmm. We didn't deserve it. We didn't deserve it, but then... By we believing in him, we are able to receive this gift that he has for us. And he redeems us just as Boaz redeemed Ruth, Mm. who was a foreigner Mm. on that land. And Mm. even through that, Jesus came through that lineage. Mm. And you realize Mm. that this is really powerful, that Mm. we can remember this at every point in time, that regardless, (laughs) God has an eye for us. Whether we feel it or not, God is working things out together Mm. for our good. yeah. Yeah. So even as we bring this session to an end, is there anything that you want to um, say so that we wrap up?
1: Oh, I would say it was a wonderful conversation Mm. and also hearing your perspective of um, Ruth's story and your mission story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So it was really a good time. Mm. And I would say God bless you so much for the good work you are doing. Oh, I'm
0: trying to remember how to say God bless you in Swahili. Hey, God. Yes what is it um is it mungu, mungu? akubari yes yeah. i've said it <laughs> so um asante sana thank yes, you thank for coming you on very much. <laughs> for coming on so respond asante sana
1: oh uh, rather i uh, do yeah. respond oh Karibu caribu, caribu
0: <laughs> sana caribu sana thank you so much for listening today If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone you know needs to hear it. Do consider subscribing to this podcast on whatever platform or podcast app you're listening from so you do not miss out on the good stuff happening right here. I will catch you next week. Until then, be great.